Hi, this is Christine Griggs. And I'm Shelley Blevins. And we're just two crazy old widows who decided to start a podcast. And by old, she means middle-aged. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Dare to Live podcast. I'm Shelley. And I'm Christine. I know last episode, we talked a lot about the month of August and how it just kind of sucks. The most recent part of that for me was two days ago was the day that Jeremy passed away back in 2013. I've had a tradition. Well, I don't know if I can make this a short story. It could end up being a long story. Jeremy was an everyday runner. And when he got sick, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this here before, but when he got sick, one of my friends made a Facebook page called Running for a Cause, Cause a Germ Can't Run. So all of our friends, this was back in January of 2013 when he first went in for surgery and had to stop his run. So, well, and a little backstory on that. Like I said, he was an everyday runner. He had just started his eighth year when he got sick. So he ran up until the day before surgery, I think. So then my friend started this Facebook page and everybody, the whole, basically the whole running community, it's just amazing. Everybody posted their runs every day to continue his streak. So another little uh, thing about Jeremy is when he was doing his everyday running, a lot of times he would run at midnight Honestly, most of the time, that was after we had kind of been probably hanging out on the porch with neighbors or whatever, and he would be like, we'd still be awake, you know, possibly he'd had a few beers, and he'd be like, "Uh, I'm going to go run right now. So would he run like, it was like a minimum of a mile? He did a minimum of two miles a day. Of two miles. Oh, God bless him. And so he... He would be like, uh, it's after midnight. Sometimes it might be 2 a.m. You know, just if he was still awake, it would just hit him and he'd be like, I'm going to get my run in right now. And then it would kind of make him feel like then he would go to bed and it would make him feel like he had the next day off. But he Here, here's had technically question, gotten it in for the day. Okay. So what if he ran from like, say, like 1145 to 1215? Could he count that as two days? Hmm. See, already I'm trying to cheat on well, this thing. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I really wish we could ask him that right now. I don't Me know, too. I don't know how he'd feel about that. But um, so anyway, he would sometimes do his runs at midnight. And, you know, uh, there was a time or two he'd come back with scraped up knees. You know, he'd fallen on a curb or oh, something. Been there, done that. <laughs> so, yes, he was crazy like that. So the First, let's see, when did we start this? The night of, the night before his funeral, we ran at midnight. And there were so many, I've got pictures of it, like there were so many of us. um, I mean, considering we were running at midnight, there was a good group of people. I remember seeing pictures. And then every year after that, we ran at midnight on... Well, so I guess the night of August 2nd, but as soon as it turned midnight, as soon as it turned August 3rd on the anniversary of his death, I hate saying that. I, I just said that again. I guess that's an anniversary, but it's a... It, it, yeah, I mean, it is. Not a happy anniversary. No. Um, so we did it on August 3rd at 12 a.m. And it was fun. Like my kids, I don't know if Letty ever did really, but Bice would always come out and do it with us and... 
you know, we'd have a handful of people. Sometimes we'd have 10 people doing that. And it was just the greatest thing. Like it, it led me into that day just with the best feeling of support and friendship. You know, my dad always did it with us for the past, maybe three years now, we have not done that. And I don't know why. Well, COVID was in there too. Don't forget about that. Well, right. There was COVID. I'd have to look back and see when. It was probably pre-COVID the last time we did it. I would think. Um, And I think a few times it was just because I maybe wasn't feeling it. But then also maybe one year I was out of town. You know, just things happen. And let's be honest, when it's on a Wednesday night, it's hard for people. It's it's a hard thing because, you know, you're keyed up after it. You usually stand around and chat for a little while. It is hard to sleep after that. So it's probably like 2 a.m. before you get to sleep. And I thought about it this year. I'm like, oh, maybe we need to bring that back. I talked with you about it. And I'm like, "Mm, you know, I just... I kind of feel too old for that. It sounds painful. <laughs> and then I have this super, super sweet friend. Kristen texted me and was like, midnight run? Question, like, are we going to do the midnight run? And I'm like, oh, you are the sweetest thing for remembering that and wanting to do it. But I just kind of feel too old. I just, I kind of feel too old for it. And what I said to her was like, I wonder if Jeremy would still be doing that, like, in his <laughs> old age. <laughs> like, do we really need, need to still be doing it? But I do miss it because it was just such a great way to lead into that day. Well, I think it got helped get you through those that day. Yes. For sure. Definitely. And so this year, I was like, you know, maybe I'm just going to start something new with that. I was up. I, I went for a trail run that morning, and then I was back on the trails with you for a hike in the afternoon. So I just kind of spent the day on the trails, which is... That's good for you. Which is the best thing. Right, exactly. Nature is so healing. So that's what we did this year. The midnight run, I don't know. We'll see if next year if I'm feeling a little younger (laughs) and up for it. But so, yes, I got through that day and it was fine. You know, the rest of the day was just kind of normal. My son and I had dinner with his college roommate and his mom. Like, so we had things going on and... Um, so, you know, it was just kind of a normal day, but still, you know, and I got texts from good friends and family and it's on everybody's mind, but you know, we're nine years out. So it's, it is a, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's easier. No. And it's still nice that people remember also. I think that's one of the worst things is to think that people forgot somehow. Right. Yeah, I don't think they do. I really don't think they do. Um, So it was a good day. It ended up being a great day. And I don't know, you know, we talked about last episode how the month of August sucks, but I got through that day so far. And I think we're both kind of feeling kind of hopeful for this month. Yeah, Um, I feel like we have kind of set, like made a vow to ourselves to like make this month great and the biggest thing for me is that when we talked about the other day, we need to just get out more. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I was really thinking about that, you know, because in that, the last episode, how we were talking about, you know, August stinks, it stinks. It's such a hard month. And it is. And I was just kind of reflecting on it. And 
I think because August was such a big transitional month for me when Jay was sick. The very beginning of the month, I can still remember, you know, he was, he, you know, we didn't have a hospital bed or anything yet. And I would just say to him, please, Jay, please don't leave me. Hold on. You're going to be fine. We're going to get through this. Just keep fighting. You know, and he was like, Chris, I'm, t- I'm getting tired. I'm like, I know that's okay. Just keep fighting. You, you got this. You got this. Don't leave me, please. To the end of August, where the prayer turned to, okay, honey, you can go. You can let go. I'll take care of the kids. You know, the prayer was for him to stay. And then to say that the prayer is for him to go, I certainly didn't want him to go, but I didn't want him in pain anymore like that. So I think that's why um, August is just a transitional month. But like you were saying, the way we get through that kind of stuff is to to have plans and go and, and do stuff. And I mean, I felt really motivated from this this cancer fundraiser that um, I posted. It's like a 62-mile challenge. I know I mentioned it last time. But there are so many people who have stepped up and, and donated to it. I mean, I think it's at like $1,200 already. And that's kind of, you know, lit a fire under me too because now I'm like, okay, well, I got all these people donated and it's this good, this fundraiser. I got to get out and get those miles in. So it's definitely helped for sure because I, I don't know, I have, and I, people who've seen me know this, like I've gained weight and um, just was kind of unmotivated this summer. Same, for, we've talked about that. I'm, you know, I'm right in the same boat. Just different ways. And um you know, at first I wanted to blame my weight gain on um, this medicine that I take. I have to take tamoxifen, and I'll get into that in a minute. Then I really had to look in the mirror and go, okay, is it the medicine or is it, let me see, the fact that you haven't run the way you normally do, you know, you've been eating just, you know, it's summertime, there's barbecues, sure, I'll have another burger, you know, I mean, I've been like that, and then also, and and I really had to look at myself in the mirror about this one. You know, summer's been like one big party. Oh, it's a wedding. It's a graduation party. And I definitely think I, you know, I drank too much. And, and there's that temptation there too, because that's an escape in and of itself. Right. You know, just all these things I'm really thinking about and going, okay, guess who's in charge of this? Me. Nobody's going to do it for you. Um, and like I said, this fundraiser was kind of a, a, you know, just helped kind of light the fire. And so, like you said, I'm just, I'm feeling hopeful. I'm like, okay, school's starting, getting in a routine, getting back to it, you know, because. And the fundraiser is, is also close to your heart for like more than one reason. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, obviously Jay had cancer, but I got a surprise about eight months after, Jay passed away, I found out I had breast cancer. But actually, I kind of have to back up. It it really is a God thing that I even found out that I had it. It was just about before he was going to go into hospice, but I I was, you know, I was his caretaker and I just felt kind of like my life was falling apart. So I go to, I call the doctor and essentially, I want to get on some kind of um, antidepressants or something to just help me deal with, with what life was throwing at me at the time. Turns out I hadn't been to the doctor in three years, so I was a new patient. They weren't accepting new patients. Long story short, some friends reached out to one of the doctors in the practice, and they were really great and got me in. 
So um, I'm talking to the doctor and I said, yes, can I kind of explain the situation and, um, you know, asked her about antidepressants, which of course she prescribed me. And she said to me, she's like, hey, by the way, I'm looking at your chart here. You haven't had a mammogram in about three years. I was like, yeah, 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 okay, whatever. You just, I wasn't focused on me because I was so focused on, on Jay. And um, she said, well, I'm just going to make you an appointment. And I said, yeah, sure, fine. Again, just sort of poo-pooed the whole thing. Then I went and I got the results and they wanted to do a biopsy. And the biopsy wasn't really conclusive. So... And, and in, in this time period, then we found out Jay was going into hospice. So I could not deal with any of this craziness. And so I talked to the surgeon and she said, listen, we can do, you, you can wait, whatever this is. She said, it's only about a 10% chance that it's cancer, but if it is, it'd be stage zero and we can, let, let's meet in six months. I said, great, fine. Didn't really think much of it. I go back in February. So this is, you know, I was kind of a little bit more settled. You know, it was um, about maybe five or six months since Jay passed, got a lot of things settled. I was back at work. So I went to see her and she said, look, we can, we can do one of two things. We can just watch this or you can have, it's like a one hour surgery. We'll get it out. I'll look at it. You never have to think about it again. And had I not gone through this situation with Jay, I probably would have said, oh, we'll just hold on. Right. You know, I've never had surgery before. So never, I mean, I've only been in the hospital like when I was born and when I had my kids up to this point. So, but anyway, because of everything that went on with Jay, I said, you know what, just get it out. I, whatever, just get it out. Um, but of course, I when I was scheduling the surgery with her, and Shelly, you'll laugh at this, you probably remember, I said, um, but it's going to have to be after April 27th because I have a race to do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, and that was such a fun race. Oh, that was a hard one. But um, it's a race in Roanoke, Blue Ridge. Yes, the Blue Ridge um, Marathon. We did I, the half. Right, we did the half. <laughs> but anyway, so I said, well, it has to be after that. Not thinking, of course, it's anything. So, uh, you know, my mom comes up and takes me. I have the surgery. And again, my mom left to go back to Florida. I went back to work, you know, just didn't think much of it. And then the doctor called me and she was, what a great lady. But she did say to me, she said, I needed a minute to her, you know, she needed a minute to herself before she called me because she knew what had just happened with Jay. So she called me. And as she's talking, you know, she's saying DCIS, and I'm like, carcinoma, doesn't that mean cancer? Like, it took me a second to, to process it. And I literally, I mean, I think I looked up and I was like, really, God, really? Are we, we're going to do this right now? Oh, I know, right. Mm. But, but, you know, she said, she was like, listen, Chris, if you have to have cancer, this is like the best kind to have. It's, she said, it's, it's slow growing. It was at stage zero. I mean, I didn't, I, they didn't even have to do anything with lymph nodes. So it, you know, it, it all worked out and I, I had the surgery and um, that's when they found out it was, you know, it was cancer. They went back in and just kind of cleaned up the area and I've been completely fine. Um, I, I had to do some radiation and other than that, I was fine. But I, I will say the nurses at the radiation place they were sweet, you know, and I saw them every day for a month. But I remember laying there on the table and, you know, you're, you're all out there for everyone to see, that's for sure. And, um, but sometimes they would play music, you know, while you're having the radiation. And it's not very long, 
but they played some song and it was like a sad song. It made me think of Jay. So I'm laying there getting radiated. There are tears going down my cheeks. I can't move. The tears are dripping into my ears. (laughs) I'm laying there like, how is this happening? And then so I was like embarrassed about that. And that just made me cry more. So (laughs) the the nurses come in and we're like, are you all right, sweetheart? They thought I was in pain or something. I was fine. I was like, no, it's okay. I'm just an emotional wreck, but um, we can carry on. So anyway, so yeah, that that's just another, you know, connection we have to Cancer Society, of course. And, um, you know, now I am going to be that annoying person who's like, when would you get your last mammogram? Get a mammogram. Get a right. mammogram. Because I honestly, I wasn't even focused on it. I never felt sick. I didn't have a lump. It was none of those kind of typical warning signs other than my doctor basically scheduled me for a mammogram that, I mean, I almost skipped out on it. Thank goodness. You know, mm. so. Thank goodness you didn't. Thank that's goodness wh- she scheduled it and thank goodness you didn't. And that's why I think it's a God thing. You know, I'm like, all I wanted was some pills to help me be <laughs> feel not depressed. And then. You know, it's funny how, how things work out like that. Well, and it's funny how, too, like, you became more concerned about it after the fact. I mean, after Jay had already passed, because when you go through that, I know for me, it just makes me paranoid all the time. The smallest little thing. And and, and this year, I had my mammogram. I was maybe two or three months late doing it, and I was so stressed like right and and you and because it is it's it's preventative you know i mean that's why i keep saying i'm like gosh i gotta get in there and get a colonoscopy not that i want to oh but i've got to do that too. The, and the other thing actually that brought up i'm sorry um it just dawned on me was my children because my kids having gone through and seen my husband having cancer then i remember i was on the phone with my mom you know in the office and i was kind of whispering or i was you know i was very intentional about the the kids not being around when I was talking and Will must have heard something. And he was like, mom, what did you just say you have cancer? And of course what that means to him was, you know, looking at his dad. So that was another complication of it was, was saying kids, listen, I don't look sick, right? Listen, my daddy's cancer was stage four. This is stage zero and having these conversations, but my son really did remind me he said listen mom when you're being secretive that makes me think it's something bad so it also taught me i think just to be open with them and say okay this is what's going on you don't need to worry about it although i think they did just because you know when you lose one parent to cancer and then you find out the other one has oh, it, my goodness. it it's just like you know 6 months later i know right yeah. oh my and gosh. again I, like, i'm how can that how can that be? It, I don't know. There's there's a lesson in it somewhere, I, I, I'm hoping. But yeah, I mean, I'm t- totally fine now. Never felt sick, you know, never had to have chemo. Oh, I mean, you were amazing through all that. So. And you're right, your doctor was amazing because I got to go to appointments with you. That's right. Shelly <laughs> did go. I think that the one of the toughest things about it, as a matter of fact, that you said that because that was one time when you and I went to see the surgeon for the first time. Because, of course, Jay would be the person who was going with me. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, am I going to go by myself? Shelly's like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> so Shelly came with me and... Um, that was like the hardest thing. I went up to Levine and I'd been there with Jay so many times. And then here I am checking in and it was like the worst deja vu ever because I went over to the same desk 
and I got the same, you know, sheet of barcodes. I got the same bracelet. I had to mm. go to the same lab to give blood. And then this is the crazy thing. So then we go up and at one of the visits, I actually bumped into Jay's oncologist. Like I said, my experience wasn't bad. I wasn't sick. I, I've seen people who have cancer who've suffered and, and are just like my heroes for the stuff they've gone through. And I, I just, you know, it was not difficult for me in, in that sense. Um, but I think it just emotionally, because I stood there and I almost started just boohooing, just standing there waiting to check in because it brought so much back. And and I was in such a different position. I wasn't in pain like Jay was. And, and I didn't have to go through chemo and, and all these horrific surgeries. So it was physically not difficult. But I think all the other things involved right. with it are what made it kind of challenging. Oh, my gosh. Know? I can't even imagine Levine wasn't here when Jeremy was sick. Oh, so really? I didn't realize I, you know, that. Now I'll only go there for fundraising because that's where our oral, oral cancer fund is. So I don't have those deja vus with Levine. Yeah. Thank goodness. But I can't imagine. Yeah. If I never have to go up there again, it's okay. They do wonderful work there. And you know, their doctors and nurses are fantastic. But I don't know if I ever care to go there again. <laughs> Right. That's no, not where we're going to get out to. No, no. <laughs> we're making August hopeful. And I think this month has, I don't know, I think it has warranted all this talk about the month of August. Yeah. You know, almost two episodes here on it. And I don't want to seem like we're like super negative either. You right, know? right. But it's just, it's the reality of that it's just hard. And here are some of the things that we're going to try to do to make it little less hard exactly i mean even august 3rd for me was it was a great day yeah you know? i mean i enjoyed time on the trails and i just I, I really just let myself i was like okay i and thank goodness i don't have anything else going that day so i i went in the morning and then i just had the day wide open so i could go again with you when you were available mm -hmm. so i'm like i'm just gonna let myself hang out on the trails all day and just appreciate the day that it is. So, yes, we're just making the best of it, and that's yeah. all we can do. And like I said, we have just vowed to get out more. Oh, speaking of getting out more, I, and we just got tickets to see Billy Strings yes. in October. Oh, my gosh, yes. Can't wait for that. So exciting. You know, because things like that, sometimes I do have to force myself to get out. Like, I, I have to stop that. Like, when we went to see James Taylor, was that back in July? Yes, Christine's great friend like had extra tickets to James Taylor and she was like, Hey, you want to go? And it was last minute. And I'm like, I, I really did want to go, but also it was Friday night. I was like, mm, I could just sit on my couch in my pajamas and watch Dateline. That's easy to do because right. I was like, Oh, do I really feel like getting uptown and doing this? But I made myself do it. And I, not like I, I wanted to go. You know, but there's always there's always that little in the back of your mind. Ugh, do I really want to mess with getting out? Yes. But I did, and it was so, so much fun. So glad I did. And that's when we ended up at Waffle House. So something really good came out of that that's night. That's right. <laughs> you never know what's where a night's going to bring you. Right. You know? So, so, but if you if you don't go out and try, you never know. Right. Because you know where you're going to be if you're sitting on your couch watching Dateline. You're going to be on your couch watching Dateline. Exactly. And it was so fun. And... You know, I did not want to go because, I, I mean, of course, I was 
appreciative. Of, I don't. I don't want to make that sound bad. That no, I, didn't I know go, what you're saying. Sometimes you do just want to watch Dateline on the couch on Friday night, mm-hmm. and or a movie or whatever. Like I never really watch movies anymore because I just don't want to do it alone. You know, and I feel like my attention span's not super great for that kind of stuff anymore. But I used to all the time. I mean, that's like one of my favorite things I remember is Jeremy and I. It's just, it was kind of routine. At night, we were kind of on the couch watching TV. Yeah. Jay used to always fall asleep during movies, though. We'd watch a movie, and then I'd turn out, I'd look over, and he'd be asleep. <laughs> so anyway, we, you know, we just do have to force ourselves to get out more. And I think we're, we're on a good... A good track, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's we're on a good track with that. Be open to it. Let's do it. I've always thought, you know, I need to get myself out to more run clubs. You know, we do our local run club on Monday nights, which I absolutely love, but... I'm always like, all these years, oh, I should go out to all these run mm-hmm. clubs in Charlotte, you know, like just get myself out more. And Oh, and the other thing, I'm sorry to interrupt, Shelly, but I learned to play pickleball. Oh, that's right. I'm well, going to get myself do that. out doing that that's as soon as possible. Thing. Oh, Lord, it is fun. Anyway, sorry, that's just a sidebar. I have, I have been wanting to do that. And my son's been playing, and I'm like, oh, Bice, can you bring me? He's like, I don't know. It I don't is. Know it's, if it's, I can fit you. I don't know if... if I think th- I think it's full. He's like I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom, no room for you. No, but I yeah. We were talking about going up on Tuesdays, so you'll have to come up. It's really a lot of fun. Yes, definitely. I think this year, I just think we're just taking this month to branch out, right? And dare to live. Exactly. That's what we're doing. Okay, so I guess that's just maybe time to wrap it up and. I will say we have something really exciting coming up next. So, oh yeah, it's going to be a good guest. Yes, I'm excited. We have too. a really special, another really special guest coming up. So, stay tuned for that. Okay, so thanks for listening. You can get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram at Dare to Live Podcast, and on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. And we will chat again soon. Thanks, y'all. 